Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to yet another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Happy to have you here. Glad you decided to... uh, Give this a download if you downloaded it. If you are streaming it and using your precious mobile data right now for this podcast, I thank you for that as well. Uh, And if you are doing that and you're thinking, oh crap, I don't have that much data. I shouldn't be doing this. I should stop, download it at home, and resume this some other time. You're welcome for that reminder. So before we dive in, I just wanted to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, one is to Paco, who left a very awesome review on iTunes, and I appreciate that. Uh, I see that two other people have left five-star uh, ratings, but I can't see the people's names if they don't write a review. But whoever you are, I thank you as well. But uh, something that Paco uh, said that I really appreciated was something to the effect of, he doesn't always agree with what I say. Um, but obviously still, you know, enjoys the podcast and, um, you know, he, he said all other glowing things, which I appreciate. Um, but actually my favorite part is him. The fact that a, he's willing to listen to a podcast and knows that, um, we, in this world, so many people, just want to listen to yes men and people that they agree with. And I just think it's really cool that he can listen. And once in a while, I might say something. I take a strong stand. I have lots of strong stands, right? Um, And he thinks, you know what? I don't really agree with him on that. But I still see how he's thinking through this and still uh, can value his opinion. And I appreciate that. That's cool to me. Because you know what? We're not always going to agree. Um, you know, I, I have certain uh, rules. I have certain value judgments that you may not share. And you know what? A lot of those we can disagree on and still have an awesome uh, podcast slash blog relationship. <laughs> um, and then there's others where, you know, uh, for example... If you disagree with me that music theory is important, we're probably in trouble because that is at the very core of my belief is that some basic music theory, not knowing what a French chord is and knowing all the crazy stuff that doesn't matter, um, but some basic music theory like understanding keys and chords is fundamental to great songwriting. Um, And if you don't, if you can't ride with me on that, we're probably going to have some issues. But anyway, so I appreciate, Paco, you leaving the kind review. And I appreciate all the words, all the kind words and all the honest words. Like, I love that when I read that review, I knew you were being totally honest. And that is awesome. And I hope that all the people who read the review when deciding to listen to this podcast in the future also see that. And are like, oh, man, this seems like something I want to be a part of. Because uh, regardless of your opinion, I hope that the one thing we all can agree on is regardless of how we define great music, we want 
we, you know, listen to the radio and think, what the heck is going on? There's so much quality music out there. And I know that you can have quality art that's also um, easily digestible, that's easily enjoyed by the masses, right? Christopher Nolan, which if you want more on this, go check out my Christopher Nolan Principles of uh, Create Creativity or something like that. Um, go back and check that out if you want more on this. But like Christopher Nolan, right? Like all his movies, like The Dark Knight and Inception, what makes them so great is that both critics who are looking for the artistic side of films and audiences love the films, right? Like everybody loves them because they're artistically great, but they also are enjoyable. They're not trying too hard to be artistic so much so that they're boring and people hate them, right? And then on the opposite side, they're not popcorn flicks that are like, yeah, okay, there's another superhero movie, big whoop, right? Like, uh, and he rides that balance. And at least for me with songwriting, that's what I want to be. Not trying too hard to be different, but always caring about the quality of the art that is there. And if you're not connecting with a person through music, then what are we even doing here? So I hope that we all do agree on that mission, because that's why I'm doing this podcast and blog to teach people. Because you know what? Regardless of what successes and failures I will have, if one person who listens to this podcast utilizes anything that I talk about to write a song that reaches millions and tons of people can sing along with, and they're impacted by it, it's all been a success. So go out and make me proud, people. So this this whole precursors getting long. I should probably dive into the content. But one more thing. This whole, I have decided that this month of December is going to be the how to start month because I was emailing back and forth with um, a couple people. I was with Tom and Will emailing back and forth and both of them just happened to mention uh, the struggle. I think it was both of them. I know Will did. I want to say Tom did too. Um, The struggle of just like knowing where to start, especially with lyrics. Um, and I realized, yeah, that's, that is definitely, I mean, how there's nothing more important than that, right? How to start. If you can't start something, you can't continue something. So, or get better at something. So this month is going to be all about how to start. Like if you're looking at a blank page, how do you start? If you are just sitting at the keyboard, like, well, I got to write a melody, but what do I do? Uh, where to start. So we're going to cover how to start with lyrics, how to start with chords, like chord progressions and songs, how to start with melody, and also how to start with arranging, I believe is going to be the fourth one. Um, And also Tom had the great idea of, hey, you know what I would love? A podcast or something where you just write live in front of us. Like you just write and talk through your... uh, Talk through your what you're thinking, what your thoughts as, as you're writing this song. And I thought, well, that is a brilliant idea. I do not know how I had not thought of that, or maybe I thought it would be too hard or something. But as soon as he asked for that, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to do that. Um, so I have done that, and I plan to do it at least a few more times because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I made a video, actually. Uh, with screen capture so that you could see for the 
uh, sort of lyric and computer side of songwriting. You could see what was going on. And then I also have my keyboard plugged in the way I often do for this podcast. Uh, got a whole new setup going on to, to, uh, do that video. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and I really start from scratch. I didn't plan for it. Nothing because I wanted it to be genuine. Like I wanted it to be genuine. The only thing not genuine about that is the fact that I am talking into a mic and normally I'm not talking through it. I just think it in my head and move on. Uh, so in the hour and 20 minutes, I probably got, um, you know, 20 minutes worth of songwriting work done because I'm explaining how I'm thinking through it. But besides that, everything about it is truly natural. And obviously I did not finish the song or come close because to do that in an hour and a half is an unrealistic expectation if you want to get quality. Um, It happens once in a while, but usually not. But the main point here, if you would like access to that playlist because it's only one video right now but it will be more because i really enjoyed doing it um just head, o- head over to songwritertheory.com slash songwriting sessions all one word i will have the link in the description um so that you can check that out um i think it will be really helpful uh I might actually go back and watch the whole hour and 20 minutes just because uh, I enjoyed doing it so much and I want to see sort of how it came out. I I did watch some of it um, already. but So go check that out. It's going to be very connected to what we talk about this month with the how to start because I did start a song in in that first one, mostly uh, more on the music side and some of the uh, brainstorming... um, of ideas of what the song could be about. Uh, Check out the video to see more of how that process actually looked. Again, songwritertheory.com slash songwriting sessions. So that was way too long of an intro. I am sorry about that. Um, But today we are talking about how to start writing lyrics. So I get it. You want to write a song, but you don't really know where to start. And maybe you're trying to start with lyrics, and you're just looking at a blank page. Maybe you write with paper. Maybe you write on a computer. I don't know. But you're staring at some sort of blank page. Or maybe you already have some music written, and you're like, man, I like this music chord progression. Maybe you even have a melody, and you've just been singing la, 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 and you can't figure out a lyric, and you don't even know where to start. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. So do you start with the first verse? Do you write the chorus? Well, the answer to that is it depends. But my first big point that I want to make here is that lyric writing doesn't have to start with lyrics. I know. Sounds crazy, right? Probably sounds pretty counterintuitive that lyric writing doesn't have to start with lyrics. But it's true. If you pressure yourself to write the first line of your lyric, it makes sense that you don't know what to say, right? Because you have all this pressure of like, okay, it's the first line of a song. It needs to be good. What, how do I want to open the song, right? Like what's, what's, you know, what's the opening shot of my movie, right? That's, that seems like a big task, right? Like when J.J. Abrams was writing Star Wars Episode Seven, and he thinks these people, this rabid fan base, 
thought they were never going to get another Star Wars movie. But over like 15 years later, we are bringing it back. Well, 10 years later, whatever it was. When was The Force Awakens out? 2015, I think. Um, And I believe episode three came out in... 2005, 2004, 2003. I think it was 99, 2001, 2003. So I think it came out in 2003. So it was like 12, 13, 14 years, something. Long time. And we thought we weren't going to get another movie. So can you imagine the pressure of like, this is the first shot they're going to see. The hype will be so incredibly high. This movie will break all kinds of records what is the first thing I'm going to show them? That's too much pressure, right? You got to figure out what's the big picture here. What is the story I'm trying to tell? And that's sometimes what we have to do with the song. It's too much pressure to force yourself to write that first opening line. Even if, even if you totally buy into uh, my iterative song, iterative songwriting. I should have named it something different because iter- iterative is is a hard word to say clearly quickly iterative like when i say it normally it's just like iterative oh actually that was pretty decent anyway if you buy into my iterative lyric writing concept where you're not putting too much pressure on any version of your song and you're willing to just keep writing another verse another verse another verse and then once you have a decent verse rewrite line by line and keep making it slightly better every time and then go as far as each word be like ah oh, this word could be a little better go to the th- thesaurus and make tr- try to figure out a better word um so if you even if you buy into that right there's still because even for me there's still that pressure of like I, there's something about like i just i just want to write one lyric down that inspires me and makes me like yeah i gotta finish this song like this is gonna be awesome And if I write some dud of a first line, there's a little negativity that might start festering in my brain. So, why put all that pressure on yourself? Right? Maybe you don't even know the story of your song yet. Maybe you have just vague ideas of the emotions behind your song, but you have no idea what it's even about. You don't know what the story is. You don't know what the theme is. You don't know what the message is. If you have a message per se so you don't even know what your song is yet and yet you're trying to pressure yourself to write the first line and even if subconsciously you're thinking and it needs to be right you know i i I want it to be right the first time which by the way is an unrealistic expectation it happens sometimes for sure but it's not something you should pressure yourself into getting it right the first time so don't just write your first lyric just write. Write your thoughts. Write uh, bullet points. Literally just make bullet points of like ideas of what your song could be about. Uh, and then over time, as you're just brainstorming, right? Because that's what this is, right? We're fleshing out some different ideas. We're brainstorming. Uh, preferably on paper, by the way. Like, And when I say on paper, I don't mean on literal paper. But like... Don't just sit and stare at the ceiling and think, right? Like write it down, write down your thoughts so that if in five minutes you zone out and you realize you're thinking about how your Denver Broncos 
with Drew freaking Locke just lit up the Texans and you're hyped because the new era is here and Drew Locke is the Denver Broncos lord and savior and it's going to be amazing and as a diehard Broncos fan who has watched inept offense for like four years now to see him just light it up you're just so excited that you go off on a rabbit trail in your brain like I just did out loud and then you're like crap what was I talking about? What was I thinking about for this song? You don't want that, right? So write it down. Write down everything you're thinking as you brainstorm. Then this is a judgment-free zone, too. Like, don't think through your thoughts and like, oh, is this a dumb thing to write down? No, just write it down. What's the worst that could happen? You go back and look at something you read, wrote, and think, oh, that's, I don't even know what that means. Or, wow, that's really dumb. Who cares? Nobody's going to ever see it. Because if it's dumb, it's not going to make it into your final song. And if you're smart, probably, you're not showing people the initial thoughts behind your song, right? Like, like, nobody sees that, right? Like, for the most part, any artist that you're a fan of, you've never even heard, like, the iterations of their song, right? Like, it might have started a crappy song, and you've never heard that version. You've only heard the version version that was a single that you love, that you jam to, that you bob your head to, that you headbang to. Whatever it is you do with that song, you only know that final version. So who cares, Right? So don't put so much pressure on this first lyric. And 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 little secret here. Not really a secret, but little tidbit. If you brainstorm long enough, you'll start to come up with more lyrical sounding words because the brainstorming process sort of gets your creative brain going. Um so even if at first like to just jump in, it's kind of like we'll go sports again. Like if you ever played sports growing up, right? You didn't just show up to your game and play the game, right? You did a little, you know, you showed up half an hour early or 20 minutes early or something like that. And, you know, the coach maybe made you run a lap or two or something to get sort of warmed up. And then you do some drills, right? So if you're playing hockey or soccer, you're going to take some shots on net. And everybody's going to cycle through, do a couple drills, not hard drills where you're going to possibly get injured before the game or anything, but warm up. You'll stretch out, right? Like you have stretching. Um, And that's what you do, right? You don't just jump right into the game. Why? Because you might get injured. You're not prepared for the game. You got to warm up first. And that's sort of what this brainstorming can do for you, right? If you pressure yourself into writing a lyric right away, it's just, it might not work. You're not warmed up. That Your brain muscle is the creativity muscle in your brain, however you want to look at it, obviously not a literal thing, um, needs to warm up. And once it's warmed up uh, and you keep working at it, eventually, sometimes, often I'll just stumble upon a great line that I like. Just because I'm starting to write in a more lyrical way. And even if you don't, you've fleshed out your story more so you know more about the theme of your song. And the more you know about your song, the more clarity you have, which gets you closer to being able to write a lyric, right? If you just think, oh, this is a love song, that doesn't really tell you much about where to start with the song, right? But if you know this is a love song from a dad to his daughter who's dying of cancer, boom, 
just changed everything, right? Very different type of love song than you probably thought when I said it the first time. Uh, just as a love song, A. B, more importantly, like that is a clear story and point. And there's your brain should be exploding with like images and thoughts after I say that. Compared to when I said a love song, you probably were bored to tears, right? You might have even rolled your eyes in the car. I see you, eye rollers. Obviously, I don't. This is a podcast. That'd be really creepy if I could see you. If I could see you, you should probably stop listening to this podcast because apparently I found a way to totally invade your privacy. Uh, So, yeah, if I ever do, make sure don't listen to this podcast anymore. So the key here is write all your thoughts down. Don't stare at the ceiling and think. Think and write. And again, when I say write, it doesn't have to be lyrics right away. Just write thoughts. And you know what? Maybe, I don't know what your background is. Maybe your background is something like being more of a story writer, right? Maybe you like to do short stories. Maybe you've done the Now No Remo or whatever the heck it's called. The, you know, now the I think it's November where like, a bunch of people have decided we're going to commit. We're going to just write a book this month. And yeah, it's going to be crap because to write a whole book in a month is ridiculous. And we know it's going to be crap. But the thing is, we will have done it. And then they understand they can edit it into a good book or it just gets your creative juices flowing. Um, so I don't know what your background is, but for you, it might be helpful to write like a, a paragraph, a paragraph about this story or maybe You know, whatever it is, your background, do that to help you. Maybe even if you're an artist, make a painting or a drawing or something with the colors of the emotion that you feel that the song conveys. Whatever it is, do whatever it takes to just start to to get into writing. And again, so lyric writing doesn't have to start with lyrics. Sounds counterintuitive. I know but super helpful. Second point. Your first lyric written doesn't have to be your opening lyric. This is this one should be obvious, right? Lots of people if they write a book, they didn't write the first chapter first. I think sometimes especially um especially if you come from a background where songwriting is your first uh, creative writing endeavor, I guess. Um, j- just with everything in life, right? Like, it, it, we don't see behind the curtain, right? Like, I, even as a diehard Denver Broncos NFL football team fan, and I love the NFL as well. Uh, I spent many years watching way too much NFL. Uh, this year, I restricted myself to, like, Broncos games and then, like, one other game if you really, really want to. But um, Broncos game every week I do watch. Um, but anyway, like, so even, even me, like, I don't really understand a lot of what's going on behind the scenes. Like I know what trips formation is. I know what a nickel cornerback is. I understand the difference between shotgun and I always know like holding, like I know when a holding call is coming. And if you're a Broncos fan, you know what it's going to be. If you're a Broncos fan, you're going to know what I'm about to say. Probably holding number 72 offense, Garrett Bowles. Ugh, you're killing me, man. If you are from England or 
not an NFL person, you would probably confuse beyond belief. The point is that even as a diehard football guy, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand about like what really they do during practice. I don't really know. Like what really does a does did the Denver Broncos as a team, what did they do today? I don't I don't really know. Right? Like I don't I don't I don't really know how they got there. And I don't really know what goes into game planning. Right? I can see a bad game plan when I see it on the field because it's not working, but I don't I don't really know the science behind that. But to somebody who's been in football their whole life, they're like, oh, that's easy. I, I know exactly what's going on. You know, even if you've never done it at that level, you still understand, like, some of the parts that those of us who never did it could never understand. And I think sometimes we have, we like to make up fables in those cases. And so I think for, like, book writing, for instance, I think a lot of us in our heads just take for granted, like, well, yeah, he wrote a book. He started with chapter one, and then he ended where he ended, and then he edited it a couple times, and then he had a book. Like, but that's ridiculous, right? Like, and if you think, or just got insulted because you're like, that's not ridiculous. That's what I think. Uh, sorry, but I mean, like, authors start everywhere. Sometimes they'll write the end first. That way, it gives clarity for the beginning, right? If you know your book's gonna end. It's it, it's especially specifically like you wrote the whole thing, or maybe they write the climax first. Maybe they write the second chapter first. I, I used to listen to an author podcast where they talked about write your first chapter and then get rid of it. And then their second chapter becomes your first chapter because the concept of if, like in movies, they often drop you into the action, right? Like very rarely do you get set up at the beginning. Usually it's dropped into the action and then set up. So then the dropped into the action is to get your interest right away um, and get you invested right away. But anyway, so similarly with songwriting, whether it's obvious to you or not, um, your first lyric written doesn't have to be your opening lyric. And honestly, most of the time, the first lyric I write is not the opening lyric. Uh, I, I like to start with the chorus very often because there's just something about having a great chorus or starting with because the, the chorus usually is your theme, right? That's why you keep going back to it and singing it over and over again is in theory, your main point or theme or message is going to be in your chorus. And that can help to illuminate you to where your verses should go you know what story you need to tell in the verses because you know what the theme is in the chorus so i personally like to start with the chorus pretty often but there's been times i've started with the bridge in fact i have a song called flightless will be out on the ep that i have had to delay because uh just stuff got busy and there's a couple recording things that I want because I really want this EP to be really good and there's a couple of tools that I need before I can finish it the way I want to. But anyway, I have a song called Flightless and the first part of it that I wrote was the end. There's what I call a finale, uh, which is sort of like a something that happens at the end that is unlike anything that came before it. It's kind of like a second chorus that only happens once and it's at the end of the song, but it's totally different than the first chorus. And in theory, it's like an even better chorus. So you thought, oh, the chorus is so good and you're riding with that. And then somehow an even better part comes out of nowhere and then the song ends. Um, anyway, so I wrote that first. 
And I, I had a really one I loved for a, the longest time before I ever wrote choruses that I liked and verses that I liked. I mean, that second verse took me forever, forever. Took me so long. Um, so you don't have to open with your opening lyric. You have to write the song in order. Just write. And eventually your story will start to become clear. Your your song will start to become clear. Just write. Like, don't worry about like, am I rewriting the first verse or am I writing 10 different versions of the second verse? Like, just write. Just write. Don't worry about where where this is. I've even written something that I thought was the chorus and it ended up being the verse. And I've written something that I thought was a verse, ended up being a chorus. You know, something that that was the chorus became the bridge. Like, so don't constrain yourself. Just once you do start writing your lyrics, just write them. Don't like be comfortable with it being very messy at first. Like my songwriting documents at first are just lyric after lyric after lyric, line after line after line. Not even necessarily that organized. Sometimes I'll do it in like groups of two lines. Like I'll have a bunch of two line sets. Um, and then sometimes I'll have a four line set or a one off line. And like it's just a mess. And then eventually I start to piece things together. I'll start to see how some things connect. I'll throw 90% of it out. I'll rewrite. I'll do the iterative lyric writing process. Like it's a process. So know that it's a process. I, you know, honestly, I think we should stop calling it songwriting and start calling it, um, song processing or something. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. But like, I feel like there's this idea because the, at the end of the day, it seems simple, right? You think all I need are some chords that sound good, a melody that sounds good over the top of it and, uh, lyrics, right? So technically, right, if you're going to just write a crap song, in theory, you should be able to just do that in like 20 minutes, right? Like right now, we can pick a chord progression. Be like, all right, let's do one, five, four. That's our chord progression, just over and over, one, five, four. There's plenty of pop songs that do that. It's fine. There's plenty of not pop songs that do that. There's plenty of great songs that do that even. So I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying um, that it is it, it is simple, right? So we could just pick that. And then I could go over to my keyboard right now, figure out a melody that works over the top of that for the verse, another melody for a chorus, and then we could be like, ah, let's just not have a bridge. Or I could make another melody for the bridge, whatever. doesn't take that long to come up with a melody that works. And then I could just write a bunch of words that technically the syllables line up, and boom, there you go. Song. So I think we have in our head this idea like, I mean, because the end product doesn't seem that impressive, right? It just doesn't. It's like, yeah, there was a four-minute thing, right? Like me right now, I'm talking to you. It's been 30 minutes already. And it's not like, you know, I wrote every word of this. Like, it's just, I, you know? So if you think, well, four minutes, it's like four minutes. The song's four minutes. How long can it take? Right? But... It's all in the little details, and there's so many little parts to it. So you need to be comfortable with this is going to be a long process. 
even if the end result is a four-minute thing that your wife, your husband, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your mother, your father, your kids listen to, it's a four-minute thing and it's all over and it's like, wow, I worked for months on that and that's it. Yes, that is the reality. So back to the lyric part. You need to be comfortable with just writing lyrics and not worrying about this is the opening lyric and I have to start with the first verse. Don't constrain yourself to that. Just write. This is going to be a long process. Buckle up. It's okay. It's okay that it's a long process. That's how you get something good. I hope that your desire is to write a great song, not a song, right? Like, is your goal to write 10 songs this month or is your goal to write well this month? To spend time and write good stuff this month. The second goal is a lot better than the first. Not that there is not value in sometimes forcing yourself to write a certain amount in a certain amount of time just to get the the creative muscles going. So your goal is to get one step closer to finishing a great lyric. That's your goal, right? When you sit down to write, your goal is specifically your lyrics, your goal is to get one step closer to finishing a great lyric. Sometimes that means writing the last verse before the first, and it might mean writing the bridge before the chorus. And it might mean just writing a bunch of lyrics that aren't pieced together in any sensical way whatsoever. And as we said before, it might even involve not actually writing lyrics, but just, whoops, brainstorming. Third and final point. Be comfortable with writing down crap. So go back to, I think it's my first podcast, first blog. Be okay with writing badly, it was called. Sometimes you just need to write down all the crap before you can get to the good stuff. That's the reality. So you got to be comfortable with writing badly. Because sometimes you need to just work through the bad to get to the good, right? It's like the famous Thomas Edison quote of like, you know, I haven't failed a thousand times or whatever. I found a thousand ways how not to make a light bulb or something to that effect, right? And we always, you know, quote that. But I feel like people don't think about that. Like, no, the success is almost exclusively due to people working through countless failures, Right? That's what success is. Success is just not giving up when it gets tough. And unfortunately, if you're just starting in your songwriting process, I just, I just want to be honest with you. It is a constant war of attrition to be a songwriter. And I'm not talking like success and you know getting somebody to play your song. Not that. Just the process of writing a song is... It can be exhausting. It can, it is some days you sit down to write and you spend an hour doing just making no progress or very little progress and feeling discouraged. I have spent months and months and months having a course I love and I just couldn't write a decent verse. I just couldn't do it and it took forever. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there's one song that I wrote a course I loved, I think it was like eight years ago now. Um, Yeah, had to be eight years ago now. I did not finish that song, writing the verses, until uh, a year ago. 
me seven years to finish that specific song. Now, maybe I abandoned it for a little too long at times in there or whatever. So it's not like I was actively working on it for seven years. But sometimes you just, there's going to be struggles. It's not going to be easy to just write. And sometimes it's not going to be pretty. And often it's not going to be pretty. The, the, and it doesn't matter either. That's why I say be okay with writing badly. You're just trying to get to eventual, like your end goal is to eventually get a great song. Whatever it takes to get there doesn't matter, right? Because again, nobody's going to see your document with all the crappy ideas you had before your great idea, right? It's kind of like, you know, any musical artist who's made it and you, you know, they're new, they're on the radio or wherever you listen to music and you're like, wow, these guys are awesome, man. You just got you know, their first album, you think, right? But really, that's the album they wrote from 10 years of songwriting and touring maybe to tiny, tiny places in front of tiny crowds, nobody knowing who they were, and 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 this whole thing. And then, you know, one day, they have a record deal or whatever happened. They explode, they're on the radio, and you think, wow, their first song's really good. Like, that's not their first song. That's their 500th song or their, you know, X amount of song that happened to be the one that the record company decided to feature first after that person's been a songwriter for, you know, 15, 20 years. And, and that's just the first one you hear, right? And guess what? Do you care about the crappy song they wrote 20 years ago? No. Actually, for that matter... Do you care about all the crappy songs in between, right? If you get an album and there's 12 songs on it and you love two and you like three more maybe, do, do you really, I mean, you, you might, you know, I, I, I like it when I can enjoy a whole album, but it's extremely rare for that to happen. Are you really upset by like song 11 that's kind of like, eh? whatever at least song 12 is good and finishes the album off right like you're not ticked about that you don't like remember the artist by that you remember them by that awesome single that touched your heart that you get your phone out and candle back and forth uh at the concert right like that's what you care about right when all you beatles lovers out there you know you say oh they're so good man off of like you know, the 20 songs that you think are good from them out of the 70 billion they released, right? You just ignore all the crap they did, right? Like, and, and that, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying that's how it works, right? Like, the, we don't care about people's lows and, and except when it inspires us. Like, oh, look, so-and-so got cut from the team, so I can do it. I can get cut and still be great someday too or whatever. Um, but... Bringing it back here, because I've, I've gone a little bit off. The main point here is to be okay with writing badly, especially early on in the songwriting process. We really should probably even be comfortable with writing and finishing some bad songs, right? Like, I have some songs that I've finished that I'm not particularly proud of, right? Like, I want every song I write to be great, but the reality is they're not all going to be equally great. And the more clear reality is that I'm going to have to be comfortable writing badly until eventually I get a good lyric out of something. 
So think of it like getting stuff out of the attic. Yeah, you might have some great stuff in there, right? But you have to go through a bunch of dusty boxes to get to it. And then, you know, just take that dust off and maybe wash it off a little bit. And then you get to it, right? It takes going through some crap to get to the good stuff. Which is why you just got to be at peace with writing badly at first. Your first lyric you ever write is not going to be great. Probably. You know, the first line you ever write is definitely probably not going to be great. Even if you edit and edit and edit and your first song is really great. That definitely can happen. Your first song can be really great. Um, so failure isn't crashing your car in the middle of a desert with little hope of being able to complete your journey. Failure is missing a right turn. Yeah, now you're 12 minutes from your destination instead of 10 minutes if you remembered the turn, but you're still making progress and you're still on track to make it to your destination. So as you're writing, like you, you type out your lyric and you're like, oh, gross, this is horrible. Don't delete it. Just keep going. Just keep going and be okay with writing badly. By the end of this process, it's not going to be bad anymore because you either will have gotten rid of that lyric and not used it or you will have edited it until it has become good. You have to be comfortable with this. Because with little exception, all good writing comes from good editing, not from writing something great the first time. And a part of editing is writing a lot of lyrics so that you have a bunch to choose from in the editing process to figure out, okay, what has the best potential, and then actually editing that specific lyric. And again, hopefully you're using the iterative lyric writing process. Go back and check out that podcast or blog post if you have not. It, I, I mention it constantly. It's probably my favorite podcast I've ever done. It's probably not my best podcast, but it's some of the best material in a podcast I think I've done. Like if there's one thing that I think everybody should definitely get from me, it would be it would it it would be that. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably it's one of the most revolutionary things for me, at least. Um, so definitely go check that out because it's awesome and really helps to get great lyrics out of okay lyrics. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's just great from all worlds. Like time wise, it's great. It, it always gives you that next step, right? Like, cause really what we want is to make progress every time. If you sit and make no progress for an hour, that's devastating. If you sit and make a tiny amount of progress, uh, that actually can feel pretty good, and it should. You should train yourself to feel good just by a tiny m amount of progress, just like you need to train yourself to be okay with writing badly. So, quickly, because I know this one is, has been a long one. Lyric writing doesn't have to start with lyrics. You can start just by brainstorming, just by writing lyrical-sounding words, by writing paragraphs, by writing a backstory. You can write a half of a novel if you want. Um, and secondly, your first lyric, written, does not have to be your opening lyric. So you don't have to start with verse one. You can just write lyrics. Eventually, you'll write a chorus, and eventually you'll write second verse, and a first verse, and a bridge, and whatever else you have. Order doesn't matter when it comes, when it comes to writing. And then lastly, be comfortable with writing down crap. Or put another way, be okay with writing badly. Because the end product is what matters. And sometimes you just got to sift through the crap. You got to get the cobwebs out of your brain 
via writing crappy stuff to get to the good stuff. So, thanks for listening. Thank you to those of you who have left reviews. As I said, if you haven't, please leave a review on iTunes if you feel that this podcast deserves five stars. If you feel it does not, just email me, joseph at songwritertheory.com. Let me know how I can earn five stars because I don't want you to be dishonest. I only want five stars. If you feel that, you can actually give give the podcast that. Um, I do not want you to do it. If you feel it does not deserve it, but I also don't want you to tank the ranking so that fewer people give the podcast a chance because connected to the be okay with writing badly, which is basically my theme. If you just start something, you'll get better, right? Like if you go back and listen to podcast one, even though I'm sure the content is still helpful and I still don't think I was a bad podcaster then. I'm a much better podcaster today. I can talk into a mic as if I'm actually talking to you and can see you and having a conversation with you so much easier now here with episode 58 than I did for episode one. So now if I probably went back and looked, I'd be like, wow, I'm so much better than I was a year ago when I did episode one, which was, I think, I think it came out exactly one day from today, a year ago. So one year anniversary. Go, go songwriter theory. Let's go. Um, but I've really taken that concept to heart, right? Just like the first song you ever write, nobody's going to care if the hundredth song you ever write is the greatest song ever written. Nobody cares about your first crappy song, right? If somebody, if, if right now this is the first podcast you ever have listened to of songwriter theory and you think, wow, this is really great. Do you care that if, I don't, again, not saying it is, but if my second podcast is crap, do you care? No, because you discovered this podcast today at episode 58, and you know that I'm now already a much better podcaster than I was at episode two, and it doesn't matter how bad or good I was at episode two now, because now I'm the new person I am at episode 58, and if now I'm a... 7 out of 10 for podcasting, and I was a 3 out of 10 then, it doesn't matter, because you know I'm going to be a 7 out of 10 from now on, and in a year, I might be an 8 out of 10, or a 9 out of 10, or maybe I'll have it all together in a year, you know what I'm saying? Like, So where I was a year ago doesn't matter already, and I wouldn't be better today if I didn't start at the crap. Again, I'm not dissing my old stuff. Go listen to that too. It still will be helpful. I just know that I can be more natural on the mic today than I was then. It's easier for me to just kind of keep talking naturally and not be like, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, and that's really been my attitude for everything and it should be yours too. So be okay with writing badly because nobody's going to remember you for your early work unless your early work is your best work, which can happen. But um, you remembered for the great stuff, uh, not the bad stuff. So just be okay with it. Be comfortable with it. It's okay. You'll be okay. So if you have something you would like me to cover, I have material uh, for the next month plus already covered, so I will not get it get to it right away probably. Uh nor can I promise I will absolutely do it. But for the record, I believe I am at 100% of people asking me to cover something. I have covered all of it, or it is in the plan for it to be covered. Uh, 
So statistically speaking, if you shoot me an email, joseph at songwritertheory.com and ask me to cover something, statistically speaking, I'm probably going to cover it because my job is to serve you. And what better way to serve you than to do what you directly ask me to cover? So shoot me an email. Let me know. What do you want me to talk about? Um, and hey, maybe you'll come up with a brilliant idea like Tom with the songwriting sessions thing, which was an absolute blast for me to do, and I can't wait to do the next one. Uh, again, if you want access to that, uh, where I was just writing in real time and you get to be in the chair next to me as I do that, metaphorically, uh, just go to songwritertheory.com slash songwriting sessions, and I will see you on the next one.